Well, we are concluding our series called Dash. How many guys have just enjoyed this series, Dash, and just all the different life stories? It's been awesome. It's been a great series. And, and the title of my message today is Influence. The title of my message today is Influence. And uh, as we saw the story of Nikki Cruz, all throughout that story, we see influence. We see the influence that his parents had on him, that his mother said that you're not my son, you're the son of Satan, and how that, uh, that, that launched Nikki onto this path of, of destruction and evil, and it kind of opened the door for him to get, you know, just do his own thing, get involved in gangs and all that stuff. On the other end, we see the influence of a country preacher coming to these gang members and sharing with them the good news of Jesus Christ and how David Wilkerson influenced Nikki's life. We see the influence that Nikki had that before Christ, man, he was, he was recruiting gang members. He was wreaking havoc on a city, murdering people. I mean, you name it. He, he was having a, a negative influence. But then after giving his life to Christ, he is literally going all over the world sharing the good news of Jesus Christ, that he is influencing others now for Christ. And the reality is, is that all of us will influence people. Every single one of us will, will influence people, whether we realize it or not, at work, at home, with friends, complete strangers, all of us are influencing people. You know, I, I see this in my life. One of the, the biggest ways I see it is with my son, Jace. He actually turns four years old today, and uh, uh, he, he's, he's, he's awesome. And, and you, we can see stuff as, that Jamie and I do with Jace where it's, it's influencing him. And one of the things is that uh, at times, if, if Jace misbehaves or breaks the rules, he'll get a spanking. Um, and, and one day, he came up to me, and he just looked at me. He was like, Daddy? You want a spanking? You know, it's like, oh, oh, really, son? Let me, let me bring you. Let me, let me kind of explain to you how this whole thing kind of works. You know, and you know, at times, like it's funny. Like he'll try to be the parent sometimes. You know, right now we're really working on Jace with lying. You know, and it's, I mean, it's little stuff. We want him to tell the truth, but you know, he lied. He'll lie about cleaning his room. Like Jace, you need to clean your room. Is your room clean? Yes, Daddy. We'll go. We'll look. I mean, the room's just a tornado. We're like, Jace, you lied. That's it's not good to lie. And you know, we'll talk and we'll explain. Well, just this last week, I'm driving with Jace in the car, and we see McDonald's. You know, he's like, Daddy, Daddy, I want McDonald's. Almost every time he sees McDonald's, he's asking for it. Um, and I'm like, No, sorry, Jace. We're gonna have, you know, we're gonna have dinner at home. And he got this real concerned look, and he was like. Daddy, you lied to me. Lying is not good. You're not supposed to lie. I'm like, I'm like, Jace, I'm I'm not lying. I'm like, Jace, we're we're just we're not going to McDonald's. We're we're gonna go home. And Daddy, you lied. Lying. I mean, I mean, you know, he doesn't fully get it, but you, you know, you can see the influence in his life. And, and and there's many other ways. You know, this summer I saw Jace be influenced by our students. Uh, Jace got to spend the night one night with us while we were at camp and uh, it was one of the coolest experiences as we're in worship and our students are up front worshiping God, hands lifted high and I was holding Jace and you know he was just kind of watching, taking it in and then towards the middle he, he lifted his hand and he started singing and he, he started worshiping God. I mean he was seeing these students and what it looked like and they, they influenced him. I'm amazed at our volunteers, our PC kids volunteers. A couple weeks ago, Jace came home and was 
literally the whole story of Jonah, told me the whole story from start to finish that he had learned in his classroom. He's always walking around the house singing the songs that they teach, Hosanna Rock, and I don't know all these other songs, but he's going around singing them. And, and so even in my four-year-old, I'm seeing just so many different people influence his life. And in this dash, see, it's not a matter of will we have influence. It's a matter of how will we influence. It's not a matter of will we. We all will influence people. The question is, how will we influence them? Will we influence people for Christ? Or will we influence them for the devil? What kind of legacy will will we leave? When our life ends, how will people be remembered? How will we have influenced them? And I want you to know that it's the heart of God that all of us would influence people for Christ. Look at this scripture, Matthew chapter 5, verse 14 through 16. The Bible says, You are the light of the world, like a city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden. No one lights a lamp and then puts it under a basket. Instead, a lamp is placed on a stand where it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your good deeds shine out for all to see, so that everyone will praise your heavenly Father. This scripture is all about us being a light, our lives, our actions, all that we are, and letting that shine so that everyone can see it, so that all can see it, and so that they will praise our Heavenly Father. This is talking about influencing people for Christ, that people would see Jesus in and through our lives. And so I want to answer that question today. How do we influence people for Christ? How do we be that light? How do we shine? The the first way is this, is we have to make sure our actions honor God. We have to make sure our actions honor God. Our actions influence others. If you're not living for God, your actions are influencing people. If you're living for God, your actions are influencing people. No matter what you're doing, what you're doing is influencing people and and those that are around you look at romans chapter 6 verse 12 through 14 the bible says therefore do not let sin reign in your mortal body so that you obey its evil desires do not offer any part of yourself to sin as an instrument of wickedness but rather offer yourselves to god as those who have been brought from death to life and offer every part of yourself to him as an instrument of righteousness For sin shall no longer be your master because you are not under the law, but under grace. This scripture, this passage points out that our actions can either be used as an instrument of wickedness or an instrument of righteousness. One way or another, our actions are influencing people. And I'm telling you right now, the devil wants to use every opportunity for us to be an instrument of of wickedness but it's God's heart to use us as an instrument of righteousness and our actions play a huge part in that there's a country song called watching you where a dad is singing about stuff he sees his his son do and he kind of asks him where did you where did you learn that and one of the verses in the song is he's talking about his son and he says my, my son said a 
four-letter word. It started with S, and I was concerned. And I said, son, where'd you learn to talk like that? And his son said, well, dad, I've been watching you. Ain't that cool? I'm your buckaroo. Want to be just like you. And then he goes on to say, you know, beats himself over the head, my stupid self, what, what am I doing here, the influence I'm having on my son. And then later in the song, he says he was going to uh, tuck his son into bed and he saw his son get down on his knees and said he saw him praying to God like he was talking to a friend. And he said, now son, where did you learn to pray like that? And he said, well, dad, I've been watching you. Ain't that cool? I'm your buckaroo. I want to be just like you. We're all being watched. Every single one of us. Whether it's by a kid, whether it's by an adult, co-worker, friend, family member. Every single one of us is being watched. And what we do influences those that are watching us. We need to see that every action, everything we do counts and can be used as an instrument of wickedness or righteousness we are leaving legacies for all of those that are around us and watching us our actions do matter and when our actions are honoring God we're being used as that instrument of righteousness to influence people for Christ as a big brother I have actually three younger siblings I have a sister and then two younger brothers uh, the greatest influence I had was on my younger sister and, and younger brother. We were around that age where I was in high school and kind of they were, uh, my sister was in middle school, my brother was a little younger. But for my sister, when she was in, in middle school and I was in high school, um, you know, at that time of my life, I was not living for God. And so my sister got to see a lot of the mistakes that I made. There was one time where... Um, you know, I, I, again, I used to party, drink, all that stuff, and I used to, like, hide my beer in my closet, and one day I was getting ready for a party that night, I knew my dad wasn't going to be coming home, and so I had it set out, and just until I had left, and uh, for whatever reason, my sister showed up at my dad's house, you know, and I'm, I'm not thinking, and I hear, Chris, and then I'm like, oh, and so I walk around, and I, she's right there, like, next to the beer, I'm like, hey, she's like, what's this? And I'm like, oh, you know what? I had a friend that they're drinking. I'm like, you shouldn't drink. Drinking's bad. So I, I took it from them. And I'm going to empty them all in the sink. I just, I just hadn't gotten to it yet. <laughs> and she's looking at me like, sure. <laughs> I'm like, all right, you know, so what are you doing here? You know, you know what I mean? I start, but, you know, get out of here. Go ahead. And you know what? She got to see some of that sneaking and lying. There was one time where when I was actually, when I was 15, I couldn't drive, and I wanted to sneak over to a girl's house, and so I got pretty creative. I took her bus home to her house, knowing that there was a middle school really close to her house, that I could walk over to that middle school, and I could get on, I could take their activity bus home. Don't, don't be getting no ideas, students. All right, look, I'm not trying to help you sin or disobey your parents or anything, but I'm just, I, just bear with me for the story here, and 
And so I had it all figured out, and so, you know, my parents didn't know, and I'm sneaking out, and I'm with this girl or whatever, and the time came, and, you know, I'm a little nervous, because I am in high school, and I'm not a small person, so I was afraid the bus driver may be like, how old are you, you know, but kind of had my hoodie over my head, just walked up on the bus, and didn't say nothing to me, and I'm like, sweet, I'm like, this is going to be awesome, and so I'm sitting on the bus, you know, just, I'm not, you know, my, not really talking to anybody, just got my, my hoodie on, and I look up, and my sister she was in middle school at that time. She gets on the bus. And so I'm, you know, I'm covering up. I'm, I'm all down. And I'm like, you know, and she's walking up. And she's like, Chris? And I'm like, I'm just, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not even, like, responding to her. You know what I mean? Like, she's like, Chris, what? And I'm like, please don't. You know what I mean? I mean, I go into begging mode. Please don't tell mom. Look, what do you want? You want money? You want candy? Like, what do you want? What do you want? Like, you know, I'm begging and I'm pleading, you know. And, of course, when we get home... I run downstairs, and the first thing I hear out of my sister's mouth, Mom! Mom, where are you? You know, she runs, and she's telling my mom the whole thing. So I'm already, I'm like concocting this big lie. You know what I mean? Like, I'm, like, I'm calling like a friend, like, yo, you need to tell, you, you dropped me off. I got, the van got there the same, my friend drove a van. The van got there the same time the bus did. My sister didn't realize. So I concoct this whole story. So my mom comes downstairs, and she's like, Christopher, what? And, you know, she starts, and I'm like, Mom, what are you, What? They wouldn't allow a high schooler on an activity bus, you know? It's good, you know, and my mom's like, yeah. And my sister's like, you're such a liar. I'm like, Steph, it was not me. I was like, mom, the van got there the same time the bus did, you know? And I think my mom just had one of those moments, and if you're a parent, you can relate, where you're like, I don't even want to deal with this. You know what I mean? It's like my word against my sister's word. She doesn't know who to believe. And so she's just like, whatever, you know, like, and so I, I didn't get grounded or nothing. I was like, awesome. You know, like I totally didn't think that was going to work and it did, you know, and, and at the time I thought awesome, but I can tell you that my sister went down that same path that I did, that she got into sneaking, lying, sneaking boys into the house. I went down a very dark road and I know that my influence played a part in that. And I regret that. It's not 100% responsible for the things that she did, but it played a part as a big brother, as the influence that I have. And I've apologized to my sister. I was not a good big brother. I was not a good influence. I was an instrument of wickedness. Did not have God. And now again, I didn't know God at that time, but I regret that influence that I have and, and being used in that manner. Thankfully, with my brother, when he hit middle school, high school age, at that point, I'd given my life to Christ, and I was just, I was all about Jesus. I was in church, you name it, all the time. I was there every Wednesday. I was leading worship at my youth ministry, and uh, I was able to invite my brother to church. My brother wasn't a Christian, and I was able to invite him, and he started coming to church because I was going to church. And I'm so thankful that on one Wednesday, he gave his life to Christ, that he's serving the Lord, that today, right now, he's looking for a, a youth pastor position. And although I was used as an instrument of wickedness with my sister, God used me as an instrument of righteousness with my brother. And I want you to know, even today, my sister is serving the Lord. I've been able to, to, to share with her, and she's in church. And again, I've been able to apologize for that and make up for some of those uh, negative ways, the negative influence uh, that I had. But man, our actions matter. People are watching. 
whether it's a brother, a sister, mom, dad, friend, co-worker, complete stranger, people are honoring or watching us, and we will have influence. And so I pray that man, our actions will honor God so that we can influence people in a godly way, that God can use us as an instrument of righteousness. And so I even challenge you, who are you influencing? How are you influencing them with your actions? Think about that today. The second way that we can influence people for Christ is make sure our words honor God. We need to make sure our actions honor God, but we need to make sure our words honor God. How many of you have ever heard the saying, you're rubber, or excuse me, I'm rubber, you're glue, whatever you say to me bounces off of me and sticks back to you? Have you, have you ever heard you ever heard that one? Maybe a few of you have. Or maybe you've heard the, the, the all-famous one. Sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. I believe both of those phrases come straight from the pit of hell. They are lies. Words hurt. Words stick. I'm not rubber. I'm the glue. I mean, like, words can have a major impact and influence on our lives. They can penetrate and, and both positively as well as negatively. Look what the Bible says in Proverbs chapter 18 verse 21. It says the tongue has the power of life and death. That's a major influence. Our words can bring life or death. That is major, major influence. And so I would ask you today, how are your words influencing people? Are they bringing life, encouraging, uplifting, or are they bringing death, tearing down, and depressing? Ephesians 4.29 gives us instructions on how to bring life. It says, don't use foul or abusive language. Let everything you say be good and helpful so that your words will be an encouragement to those who hear them. We bring life by saying good in helpful words, encouraging words. We bring death by using foul and abusive language. Cussing people out, going off on them, tearing them down. We influence people. We can influence their mood. We can influence their self-worth, their self-esteem. It can have major influence. Sometimes to the point where it influences their words. Our words come out negative and so then their words come right back at us negative. And we're just going back and forth, firing darts at one another. Saying things like, you're worthless, you're no good, that sticks, that hurts, that influences. Saying stuff like, I wish you were never born, or you're the worst, or I hate you, sticks, hurts, influences in a negative way. When words of that nature are coming out of our mouth, we are nothing but an instrument of wickedness. Satan using our tongue to destroy someone else. Matter of fact, we're so good at it, we like know that phrase. You know, you know that phrase, or set your brother off or sister or mom or dad or friend. You know, you like know the one thing that will just, you know what I mean? Like you ever had, you just, somebody's getting on your nerves, you just know the one thing you can say. That'll just cut, cut to the deep, below the belt, you know. And sometimes it's maybe not even meant in a harsh way. My, my wife loves to cook, and she is an amazing cook. I mean, seriously, like she can have her own Food Network show or something someday. I mean, she's awesome. 
And, and my words affect Jamie when it comes to her cooking, you know, and I'm like, babe, that's awesome, man. It makes her feel good. You can tell it really brightens her up, you know. But every once in a while, I, I try to kind of get like Iron Chef America on her, you know. I'm like, you know what, babe, if there was just a little bit more of this, and it's, it's silly because the plate is empty. I ate it all. It was great, you know. But I'm like, but she'll ask me, how was it? And I'm like, you know, and she's like, what? You mean, you know, like I mean, her demeanor changes. She's looking at me like, like it, 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 it bothers her. Or if I don't say anything at all, because I'll know, we'll be sitting on the couch. You didn't say anything about dinner tonight. If my plate was empty, I mean, I finished it in like two minutes, you know what I mean? Like I devoured it. It, it was awesome, but, but words matter. And the words I share with her, man, they, they influence her mood. They'll influence her, her, her attitude. And so we, we got to be careful. We got to be uplifting. And it's simple stuff. Saying thank you. I appreciate you. Saying I love you influences people. Saying you're the best. Finding the good and complimenting it when we see it. Lifting up one another. There's influence there. Sharing scripture. Again, those are words that influence people. Sharing a testimony of what God has done in your life or your family or someone else. There is influence there. Sharing Jesus with someone. There's influence there. It's, It's a way that God can use our words to impact people for Him. And so I challenge you, be an encourager not an abuser. Bring life, not death. And this can be a difficult thing because our tongue is very hard to control. And so for some of us, we got to pray every day. Lord, help me to use my tongue to bring life, not death. Lord, help me to use my tongue to encourage, not abuse. God, give me the strength to control my tongue, to have self-control. When I know something nasty or evil is going to come out, that I'll bite my tongue. Because the reality is, is our words will influence people. They will. It's not a matter of if, they will. The, the question is, how will our words influence people? And if our words honor God, they're going to influence people for Christ. They're going to impact and touch people's lives. Now, maybe in you're in here and you've been struggling with your words. Maybe you've even been struggling with your actions. You're trying to do right. Or maybe you have moments or you're going to have a moment when you're struggling. Like how, how do we fix that? How do we change that? We do that with our heart. See, the third thing I want to share with you today is we have to make sure our hearts are right with God. Our influence starts eternally. It starts with our heart. It starts with what's going on inside of us. And if we're going to influence people with Christ, our heart has to be right with Christ and if something in your life is out of whack or off focus again you can trace it back to the heart look at Matthew chapter 15 verse 18 through 19 it says but the words you speak come from the heart that's what defiles you for from the heart comes evil thoughts murder adultery all sexual immorality theft lying and slander this scripture give us, gives us multiple examples of our words and our actions and how they all start in our heart. And if they are instruments of wickedness and there are issues there, again, those are coming from our heart. And so something has to be fixed in our heart because, again, what comes out of our heart is what's going to influence people. And, and, and so, again, if I have an evil thought or something, for me, that's a red flag. 
If I want to say something negative, that's a red flag. If I'm tempted to, to, to sin or to go off on somebody, I mean, that's a red flag. Something in my heart needs to be fixed and healed. Because all of our actions and words flow from out of there. And so we constantly need to be checking our heart. Matter of fact, Scripture teaches us to do so. Lamentations chapter 3, verse 40. It says, let us examine our ways and test them. And let us return to the Lord. What the scripture is saying is as we examine our heart and our ways and the way that we're living and our actions and our words, if something is out of whack, if something does not honor God, we need to return to the Lord in that area. And we need to constantly be checking, are there any areas where we need to return to the Lord that that we need to make right? Nicky Cruz influenced people his entire life. The way he influenced people changed when his heart changed. When his heart was cold, again, leading one of the the, the largest gangs in New York, causing all kinds of havoc. But when his heart changed, now he's leading a large ministry, reaching people for Jesus Christ. It all starts here, and so if you're struggling, check your heart. What needs to be healed? You're not struggling at a point when you do. Check your heart. None of us are perfect. We've got to constantly be looking at our lives. Where are we coming up short? Is there bitterness, anger, greed, depression? Is there sin? Is our life out of control? We're having a negative influence because of sin in our life. If it is, that means there's an area in our life that's not completely surrendered to God. We need to surrender it to Him. Jesus says that the greatest commandment is to love the Lord God with all your heart all your heart the best place for us to be is when we are loving God with all of our heart and what will flow out of that is our actions and our words will honor him when my heart wasn't surrendered to God I influenced people in all kinds of negative ways I was like Satan's little helper an instrument of wickedness I influenced people to party to drink get drunk do drugs, sexual immorality, steal, to hurt people. I mean, just all of that. And I regret it. And, and there's nothing I can do. What's done is done. That influence in the past. All I can control now is where I, what I do today, what I do tomorrow. And when I gave my life to Christ and Christ changed my heart, my influence did change. And I've been able to go back to some of those people. I haven't been able to go back and and meet them all. But those that I've had, and I've apologized. And I've introduced them to Jesus and tried to make it right. And today I still try to live my life that way. I'm not perfect, but that's what I try. And I want you to know, maybe to this day, I don't know what your influence has been if you've been an instrument of wickedness or righteousness. But today you can choose to live the rest of your dash influencing people for Christ that if you make your heart right with God and honor him with your actions and your words that God is going to use you to have any to make an eternal impact to make an eternal difference to have eternal influence and again no matter what you've done in the past that's done it's it's, it's as you move forward and today we can start to have a godly influence today we can start to make the same difference that Nikki Cruz made and is making and I pray for all of us that again our dash would be remembered for having a godly influence 
influencing people for Jesus. Let's pray. If you bow your head and close your eyes. Father, we all have influence, every one of us in this room. And God, I pray if some of us have been being used as an instrument of wickedness, that God, today that would change. Whether it's our words, our actions, our heart, God, expose the area that we need to fix. Expose the area that, need, that we need to make right with you. It's not only going to bless us personally, but Lord, it's going to bless our influence and allow us to influence people for you, Lord. And so I pray, God, you would lead, direct, convict as, you, as, as only as you can. In Jesus' name we pray. With heads still bowed and eyes still closed, there may be some of you in here that don't know Jesus, don't have a relationship with Him, and I want you to know that He loves you. That His greatest desire is to influence your life, to be a part of it, to be your Lord and your Savior. And He died on a cross for you so that you could be forgiven, so that you could have new life, so that you could have hope. Three days later, He was raised from the dead. He is alive. He is in heaven. And in this moment, He desperately wants a relationship with you. To, to, to heal your heart. To fill that void. To lead and guide every action you do and every word that comes out of your mouth. To put you on a path towards heaven. Again, He desires that relationship on earth, but also in eternity. And so right now, if you want to Make that commitment. You want to give your life to Jesus. You want to start a relationship with Jesus Christ. When I count to three, I just simply want you to raise your hand. One, two, three. Thank you. I see that hand. Thank you. I see that hand. Thank you. I see those hands. Thank you. Thank you. I see that hand. Thank you. I see that hand. Awesome. Anyone else? Ready to cross the line. Give your life to Jesus. No more holding back. Thank you. Awesome. For those of you that raised your hand, we just pray this prayer with me. Jesus, forgive me of all my sins and mistakes. I believe you died for me, that you raised from the dead. And I surrender my life to you. You are my Lord and my Savior. I thank you for your forgiveness. I thank you for your love. I thank you for this new relationship I have with you. Help me to live my life for you every day. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Come on, can we celebrate? Awesome. And for those of you that made a decision to follow Christ, I want to encourage you, if you could, in the seat back pocket in front of you, grab a yellow salvation card. I want you to grab that salvation card. I want you to fill it out. And then at the end of the experience, bring it up front to our prayer team. We want to pray with you. We also have a free gift that we want to give you to help you in your relationship with God. If you need a Bible, we want to give you a Bible as well for free. Okay, so again, if you filled out that card, you made that decision for Christ, fill out the card, bring it up front at the end of the experience. Church family, if any of you need prayer for anything at all,